Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Michael Peterson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Grantz. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. I got a couple of MLB topics for you in here. Uh, do you want to talk about Pete Alonso first or the St. Louis Cardinals first? Yeah, well, we messed up the Cardinals thing. Let's talk about Alonso first. Um, this is, I mean, the Mets season is not going as expected, right? No. But Alonso, huge bright spot. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's Pete Alonso. <laughs> I have his on-pace numbers right here for you. On-pace for 6-1 homers. Really like that. Yeah. On pace for 147 RBIs. Yeah. Really like that. That's great. On pace for 228 average. Do you think that they're telling him? Do you, Okay. Is Mets management encouraging or discouraging this? Are they like fences, whatever, go for it? Or are they like, ah, if you could get to 250, we'd be doing a lot better? I think that the team is just like hit the home runs. Because if they were doing better and more like, poised for 100 wins i bet you they would say hit for average but what puts people's butts and yeah. seats more home is runs. home runs i actually i like i like that i mean it's a little conspiratorial but i um i don't mind it in this case but i think i mean it's a little bit of a chicken and an egg problem right like if you hit for 250 you might be winning more games I, is is that really going to move things if he hits no because it's a pitching that's the problem obviously so yeah all right but let's talk about a team that that looked like they were dead, mostly because of the pitching side. But now, I mean, Adam Wainwright's back. So St. Louis, you've got the note here, 8-2 and two in their last 10. Yeah, St. Louis coming back. I mean, the reports of their death, greatly exaggerated, even though, I don't know. I it's, The team, in some ways, just doesn't strike you as, like, awesome. But I think that, that we kept on looking at the division, and it's like, well, they kind of turn around sometime. Well, it was more like... Is more like okay. This is an unsustainable pace for the Pirates. Cubs aren't that good. There's kind of a it's pretty open at the top. Uh, although they don't, you know, they don't benefit from playing bad teams as much as you would in the past. You know, because because of all the the series parity. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's entirely because Adam Wainwright's back, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. No, it really doesn't hurt. No, ab- absolutely not. I mean, it helps to just move move everyone up in the order a little bit. Down in the order. Down, down in, order. I think. Down I think order. down in the order. Yeah, I mean, so stuff stuff is good here. I think it's about time to start investing in. I think, I think it is time fantasy wise to start investing in Cardinals again. I think you can. I think we can get close. I mean, I I just stashed Tyler O'Neill, um, IL, on the hopes that he's going to be back soon. I I mean, you know, I'm obviously jinxing it right now, but I thought that was a pretty good pickup. I was pretty happy. I yeah, I think that. That actually helped them figure out what they're doing in that outfield. <laughs> in in what way? You don't think? But surely he's going to too many play guys. Them. Too many guys. Too too few at bats from the outfield. And but surely he's going to play when he when he's back. Um, oh, that's interesting. All right. Well, that's you're here first. <laughs> Tyler O'Neill, pointless. 
Yeah, I, I think that they, they have figured out that batting order a little bit. Um, Wilson Contreras. I like it. Wilson Contreras was the one who was blamed for a lot of the, these problems. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, that's, well, they've, they've solidified him to, you know, third or fourth or fifth at the, at these points, which is fine. I mean, Lars Newtbar, this is the year of, of Newt. He's come back. It, it's, it's about, it's about time in a way. Cause I preseason was like, okay, Lars, let's do it. <laughs> and then no, they're trying to make everyone else a thing. WBC, the world baseball classic really helped him. Right. Cause it, that actually raised his profile. So this was a funny case where, be it where the world baseball classic did actually help somebody yeah didn't get hurt yeah i mean he didn't get hurt and they they won right so good for him uh, yeah maybe, maybe you're right i mean maybe the tyler o'neill thing will turn out to be um a problem in the future because you're right him going down did did usher in a new era of more stable lineups just looking through this it's obvious mm-hmm. that they that they had a better sense of what they wanted to do after that um i obviously like it much better when Tommy Edmund is batting leadoff, but what do you what do you yeah. do? Yeah, then Lars Newfar. Mm-hmm. Well, Jordan Walker is down too. He was supposed to be. That's right. It was supposed to be his year. <laughs> All of a sudden, the team gets better when Tyler O'Neill and Jordan Walker are on the bench. I know you don't you don't don't necessarily love to see those things, but they they stopped leading Brendan Donovan off, which also made a big change for them. Yeah, he's he's still holding on to a lineup spot, but not um, not high in the order. He is, and they they pushed Paul Goldschmidt up to two, which was not where they started him in the season. No. Um, I think I think that went well for them. I don't know. There's they're they're obviously figuring it out. Um, they're just doing Cardinals things. We shouldn't. I I think we weren't we weren't actually worried, right? <laughs> we were just pointing out that they were doing anomalously bad to start the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well enough time that's the thing about baseball it's fun is 162 games is you're gonna get to the right outcome eventually yep things do converge all right well speaking of getting to the right outcome tools check in uh darby results here we basically got we essentially got to five five we just tied one tied one category after just a late one, home run, run home for run, you man just i know one more home run it was so close but uh not the five five we predicted pretty uh Pretty uneven split across the board, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But it is nice because in, in that league, we're both relatively close to the top of the standings. And I think our teams both delivered this past week. Yeah, halfway through the week, it didn't look like we were. It was, no. looked like a little slap fight. But I think that was sort of across fantasy. If you looked around, yeah. there was a lot of anomalous. I mean, yeah. fantasy football, as in soccer, fantasy, <laughs> fantasy baseball, some anomalous stuff. And on the on the TGFBI side, we do really seem to have normalized now. I'm unfortunately in that you know the first chase group down at 61 right now. You're pretty crystallized in the peloton 228, which is more or less the halfway point. More or less yeah, I, I I've been eking forward, but again, uh-huh. it's like my my day to day deviation is massive. Yeah. <laughs> so many people in this group. Yep. It's my pitching. My pitching, my hitting is really good, even though I'll always have, it feels like every week I have some guy who's on the IL by like Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This week on the pod, well, and next week on the pod, we're going to do preseason projections check. This week, we're going to select a few guys uh, who the consensus projections are, have outlier uh, or are returning outlier results right now. And we'll chat about why that is just a laundry list of guys next week. 
with a little bit more statistical look at what uh, our projections actually told us about guys. So let's get into this. Let's see who's uh, who's performing in a different way than we expected. You want to start with hitters or pitchers? Uh, let's start with hitters, but I should back up. So we've been we have been scraping down from Fantasy Pros um, rest of season projection since the preseason. <laughs> so the rest of the season with 162 games to go would be preseason projections, um, and we've been. I've been tracking that, and I've been watching who, which guys are like um, have the biggest delta from their preseason projections, or even just over the last week, who who's had the biggest uh, biggest deltas in a couple key key positions. What I've I've sort of summarized, I've to find those guys, I've summarized it because we don't want to just look at every one of those stats. So I combine runs plus RBIs, I combine home runs plus stolen bases, and then I look at hits. So what's the delta on those on the pitching on the hitting side and on the pitching side, it's wins plus saves, K's, innings pitched. Are I'm not I'm not gonna get into the into the that's gonna be enough. That's gonna be enough. And actually, quite frankly, I think that you really just need the K's and innings pitched to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So and in in that. I did. I reran the the analysis, and I have a couple of guys that that came up um, as interesting. Mm-hmm. So Joey Weimar, Weimar, <laughs> how do we uh, Weimar? Uh, I don't know how we pronounce it. <laughs> Jaron Duran, Brent Rooker, Estuary Ruiz, Adalas Garcia, and Nolan Gorman. I want to use this conversation today more as like, should are these guys ownable in that sort of like place in the um you know pantheon where they're owned so estuary Ruiz and brent rooker are these guys that you invest in anyone who is batting leadoff on any team is valuable so estuary ruiz is as valuable as he as he seems to me think there is no my general philosophy about fantasy teams or real baseball teams is that every single leadoff guy should be owned i mean they just they're that spot is in the lineup is just too valuable because un- unless you think that they're going to hit <laughs> 190, which they're not because they're leading off on the team, they're going to they're going to accumulate counting stats for you. And you just want to rack up. You just want to have that option of racking up counting stats. How much would you invest in, in uh, either one of these? Would you trade for either one of them? No. No. I would you not wouldn't. trade. I would not trade for okay. either of these guys. But if they were on the waiver wire, I would snap them up immediately. Estuary. He's on pace for 81 stolen bases. Yeah, I mean, so things like that. Over are under valuable. 79. I'm gonna take the under. You take me over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, things like that are valuable. So obviously he's ownable. I think. Well, I guess I mean, interesting question. Does he end the Does he end the year on the team, on the Athletics team? Probably not. right? Oh, good point. Does he get traded to like the Yankees? And Who needs a steal like a guy? Pinch runner and exactly. Batting seven. Exactly. He's 24 years old. I did, don't know what his salary is right now. But the Athletics, do they have a do they have a future plan? <laughs> I it's <laughs> it relates blowing up the Tropicana in Las Vegas. I'll tell you that much. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying that. Yeah, I'm just saying that I can't project if he's going to get traded. I would think that his value decreases if he gets traded because he plays less on any other team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, who needs a leadoff hitter? But everybody needs a pinch runner. I don't know about a leadoff hitter per se. So yeah. what about okay, so I, I like Ruiz much better than I like Rooker. Rooker 
a hundred percent agreed. Like if you had to pick between the two of them, or oh. if you if he was like the kicker in a trade, I I'd actually I'd actually would trade for Estrella Ruiz because I think that those stolen bases are valuable. He's got enough of it. He's gonna have so much rope to hang himself this year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, totally agree. Okay, go out and get him. Um, the the other guy on here that I would really trade for right now would be Adolis Garcia. I don't know why. Can you tell me why he's why he flagged as somebody different than the projections? Because I was personally quite high on him before the season. Uh, not everybody was. Yeah, not everybody was uh, super high on Adolis Garcia, but he's. The question is, because if you there's a difference between Etcher Ruiz and Adolis Garcia, right? Garcia came in the season and he knew that he was going to be a top sixty player, let's say. Sure. And um, geez, I should have kept him two years ago. I just made the, such a boneheaded mistake there. All right, well let's look at what he's on pace right now for. On pace for forty nine home runs, one hundred seventy two RBIs, one hundred thirty seven runs. 10 stolen bases and 255 average. Is that what you projected him for preseason? Is that what we had him for? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> that would mean that he was a top 10 player. Yeah, I mean, that's not what we're projecting him for, but I think the Rangers as a whole team have gelled to the extent that... to the extent I think that they can, and that wasn't necessarily... people didn't believe that. So I guess I'm just looking at the rest of this list... And thinking that's the guy, apart from Esther Ruiz, that I would be interested in trading for. Everybody else on this list, fine. I mean, Weimar, Weimar, Duran, and Gorman. Duran and Gorman. Um, well, I want to get back to Gorman, but all right. Sure. So then, he, so Adalis is preseason. He was supposed to be like 50s. Right now, he's a top 10 player, right? Yeah. Do you give up top 10? talent for him uh no absolutely not i mean i think it would be if somebody i would say that if somebody was looking to sell him high right now i would see how high they were selling because i don't expect him to fall back to his preseason projections but if somebody was saying if somebody was asking for somebody in the same sort of preseason value pool then i would obviously trade for him all right well let's go let's go fine i think that's a good exercise then all right here we go preseason projections he so you don't think he, no one you wouldn't trade anyone in the top 10 you would take back yeah right? obviously For obviously Let's obviously, just say obviously. yeah jordan alvarez i, I whew, that's an interesting one actually i think i kind of feel lateral move with the two of them for the whole season right that's a that's the point it's a lateral move but preseason alvarez was number 11 and I mean, some people had him higher before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're kind of hitting, but they also profile as a similar kind of hitter, right? You're trying to fill the same, you're trying to fill the same size hole with Garcia there. If the in, if in the twelve team mixed league keeper league that you have, if the owner of Jordan Alvarez approached you and said Alvarez for Garcia straight up, <sighs> um, I mean, I'm generally cooler on Alvarez than most people. So no. I think I don't think we know exactly what Garcia is going to do for the whole season. This, it's fine for you to say no. It's fine for you to say no. Fine to say, say yes. Fine for you to say I. It's it's hard to say. Well, all all of those things are true, but I I I just think that there's I don't know. I don't know. You Maybe. trade him for Freddie, 
Okay, well, we'll skip over that. You, sure. You have no idea. You're sure. Alvarez Garcia. You would just take the person that you have, not deal with Well, the, I guess, okay, Keeper League, Alvarez, you have to keep Alvarez because you don't know what he's going to do over the next few years. But if I was, like, in a win-now situation, Garcia is on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, the rest of the season? I don't see a reason to suspect that he will fall apart. Yeah. Okay, but would you trade him for Freddie Freeman? Which which side do I have in this? You I, have Garcia. You have Garcia. I do have Garcia. <laughs> would you trade him for Freddie Freeman? No, because I think because I I want I want what Garcia has. <laughs> Mike Trapp. No, no. There's Manny Machado. Okay, so it turns out I'm going to value him at number eleven because I'm not going to trade for those guys. Yeah, Bubba Shet. That's an interesting one. Rafael Devers. Definitely not Devers. Pete Alonso. Well, that's an interesting one. I mean, what what we did we didn't actually say what we think Pete Alonso is going to do. Um, no, I like Garcia better there. Do you want to talk? You don't want to talk about Noel, Nolan Gorman? We kind of avoided talking about him in our St. Louis. Um, um, no, chat I mean, earlier. I'm happy to. I mean, he's he's solidified him himself as a as a real part of that lineup. I mean, what? So I guess what do you what do you like about him? You would do stuff with him? Well, he was 428 preseason. Yeah. And he's number player nineteen right now. He's second base eligible. Depending on uh, your league rules, he might be um, eligible in a lot of different places. He is on pace for forty three home runs, one hundred thirty one RBIs, ten stolen bases, a three hundred average. I mean, this Michael, this is a fantasy tools player. I know this is a, this is this guy is set for year one, right? I mean, this this is big year one value. 23 years old. Uh-huh. I think this is going to be a player. I, this is a player that I, I think someone should trade for. It's loving, loving this strikeout rate. 40 strikeouts and 140 at bats. Ooh. Actually, when when I was when I was watching, I was like, this guy is, this guy is kind of good. He does strike out a ton. Um, but apart from that, a lot of walks though, like that. I mean, we don't care about strikeouts anymore. I do. I still do. I do as an I do as a leading indicator of like. This might not go so great. It's you know it's really interesting. So he's batting third in the lineup, and he's got 19 runs and 39 RBIs. That's a pretty big skew. He you'd love you'd like to see him get a few more runs at that spot. Well, he's we're just looking at the lineup. He's now batting third on Wilson Contreras when Wilson Contreras isn't. So yeah, he's yeah. he's moved up and he was down very low in the batting order. And I I was like when they were having this Tyler O'Neill. And um, Tyler O'Neill and Jordan Walker thing. It's like, can we just play Nolan Gorman and <laughs> Lars Newbar more? And now they have Juan Yepes in there. It's like th- yep. that's what they need to do. That's what the winning team is going to be. Yep. No, I think I think if you're a baseball owner, I mean, you Gorman Gorman's going to cool off at some point. I guess the question is, what do you do when Gorman? What do you do when Gorman slumps at some point this year? Because he's 23 years old. This is not this is not a sustainable pace for somebody who's 23. No, 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 no. This is this is where you fall back. He's, he's player number nineteen right now. I, you're just gonna hold him because next year okay. you're gonna want to keep him. Okay. Um, but if you, I think you do. If you see who's the, you want to go through second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, I, I don't actually. <laughs> do you, you don't want to? Okay. I mean, <laughs> the question is, yeah, would you trade him for Max Muncy right now, straight up? Um, wow, that's a completely different team. That yeah, that, that's really hard to say. I mean, that's like, yeah, you have a totally different fantasy team situation if you're considering the two of them. Yeah, I'm going to go through the preseason second baseman and just hit you over the head. I mean, so, or so, we can just 
How about this? Tommy Edmond, who's second base eligible. Do you want you want Tommy Edmond or no or Nolan Gorman? For this year, I think I want Tommy Edmond. I think that he's he's going to okay. be especially if I have if I need to have batting average and stolen bases because Nolan Gorman's three hundred average is going to go down. <laughs> and he's not stealing. He's, he's not stealing. He's probably. I mean, he's got three stolen bases, but that's probably not. That's just a young guy stealing. Labor Torres. Labor Torres is an interesting one. Um, I would need. I would. Uh, I. I would not feel comfortable making that trade right now. I would not feel comfortable making that valuation at this point. If you if you had Nolan Gorman, you would not trade him away for Glaber Torres. I don't think I would trade. Yeah, because you don't know what you have yet. Jose Altuve. Um, I would trade for Altuve. That's it's. He's Jonathan too good. India. I wouldn't trade for India. Max Muncie, we already said, is sort of like out because you Andres Jimenez of your Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> I would I would not trade for Jimenez. All right, we can let's get, we'll go over pitchers here kind of. Bryce Elder, Johnny Johnny, how do you how many supposed I just want burrito. burrito. I think it's burrito. Johnny Burrito, Peyton Battenfield, Louis Gar uh Louis Varland, Johan Aviado, Andrew Vasquez, Clayton Kershaw, Josh Winkowski. Who do you want to talk about? Well, well, first things I want to say that I don't feel comfortable evaluating pitchers at all this year. I don't know what's going on with starting pitchers. It's everything is all over the map right now. The only I, thing I know is that you should yeah. stream everybody against Oakland. <laughs> that, that is a known fact. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean. I've seen a lot of Varland. You and I saw Oviedo in person. Um, they're they're both doing great right now, but it's like sh- stream them, sure, but trade for them. I don't. I guess I don't feel comfortable trading for anybody on this list because I don't. I would be riding matchups so tightly in all these guys. I think all of these guys qualify as valuable streamers. They're all guys that I would be like, this is a va- this is a streamer I would use. Other than that, I don't know. Okay. I mean, Kershaw accepted, but we already we when we briefly discussed Kershaw earlier, the reason that he's on this list is because he hasn't been sat for a month yet. So we're a little. So you're thinking what I'm hearing from? Yes, I could. I'm not going to skip over Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, of course. It's we haven't had a 10 day DL stint that ends up being a whole month. I agree. We're I think we're really early in the season for making pitcher decisions, whereas on the hitter side, we are already calcifying. Yeah, this is, I guess, a little bit of that sample size. You know, we've got, we have a pretty decent sample now of the hitters to know. We don't, we still don't really on the, on the pitchers. I mean, how much trouble do you think you're in before you need to trade for one of these guys? Because you're gonna have to trade, you're gonna have to buy high on these guys. So, man, if Bryce Elder, if if Bryce Elder had a K per inning, he would be the guy. I'd go. I'd trade for him. Um, Clayton Kershaw. I, if if it was any other name, yeah, yeah, and not Clayton Kershaw, like I would make that trade for him. Sure. I guess. I mean, this is interesting in the sense that you're probably trading a batter for one of these guys, right? Because you're not. It's hard to know what kind of a pitcher trade would. It's hard to see a pitcher trade that would work for these guys, right? You're probably saying like, I have a, I have. A range of I have one too many batters right now. I need a little bit of help on pitching. I should trade for one of these guys. So the question to me, it's it's. I mean, these are always hard value questions. But what batter level would you trade for this? 
For sure. I, yeah, I, I get your point. I think that most most of the time when you're trading for a pitcher, you're trading trading hitter for a pitcher. But it could be the case, like who says no in the Sandy Alcantara for Clayton Kershaw? Uh, I hope the Alcantara owner. Well, I don't know. By the end of this season, are we really going to feel the same way? I don't know. I, it's a good it's a good question. I mean, I think Alcantara's full season numbers will be fine. Um, but Clay, but Kershaw's pitching right now, pitching well. So, yeah, maybe maybe you've convinced me that you know a guy who's if you had a guy who's underperforming but you think will perform well at the end of the season, but you just need some help right now, maybe that's a worthwhile trade to make. So yeah, the Alcantara for Kershaw type thing. Okay, I could be I could be talked into thinking about that. Okay, well we'll we'll talk more I think closely about pitchers next week with stats. I think that about brings us to the review session. Rowdy Tellez. <laughs> Rowdy Tellez. Oh, you know something about him just makes me still feel like he should be on the Blue Jays as opposed to the the Brewers. I don't know what it is. He's been on the Brewers for three years now. But uh, all right, this year on the Brewers, he's played in forty two games, one hundred and fifty seven plate appearances, eleven home runs, twenty five RBIs, nineteen runs, zero stolen bases, and a two forty six average. That feels like underperformance. You think that's underperformance? Oh, I was going to say that's like, that is Rowdy Tellez. Yeah. That is who he is. I mean, he had 89 RBIs full season last year. He's not on track for that this year. Oh, no, he is on track for that this year. Yeah, he is. No, I think that, you're, I think that your um, multiplier is, is off this week a little bit. Four. It's a four. I know. I think in your head you're multiplying. Yeah, sure. But I, I don't know what the... Before you actually do the multiplication, I think in your head you're thinking this person should be further along. Well, I think I mean I'm looking at this. So he's not he's not among the leaders in RBIs. No. So maybe, but you're telling me, slow and steady wins the race. He's at. He's not. He's on pace for his last year numbers. He, so last year he had what, 67 except- runs, 35 home runs, 89 RBIs. This year he's on pace for 66 runs, 38 home runs, 88 RBIs. So, like, you take he's one RBI under, one run under, <laughs> and three home runs over. So he's over. His- okay, he's over. He's over his projections. Well, he is. I mean, he is over in the sense that last year he hit 219, and this year he's hitting 246. Um, although he is a career 237 hitter, so maybe he was a little down last year. This is this is Rowdy Tellez. This is what. This is what you got well, when I, you said, I'm going to wait on first base. And then all of a sudden it was like, I got Rowdy Tellez and then a cliff. Fine. I think what I'm reacting to is just that I don't want Rowdy Tellez <laughs> on my team. No. <laughs> no. No. If he's your first baseman, if he's in your if he's your first baseman on a 10-team mixed league, you're not winning. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Fine. If he's your first baseman in TGFBI... I think, well, if he's your first baseman, first baseman, you're probably not doing great on hitting. Hopefully you got a lot of extra pitching help. If he's your corner infield, yeah, infield that's, that's great. I think, or I utility, think, that's that's exactly what you want. I think, I mean, he's just on, on the correctly constructed team, he's a serviceable second first baseman. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So, but but there is, you're right that there's a fear that he is the, the first first baseman that you've got. <laughs> If you had a Rowdy Tellez sized hole, hole in your team in preseason when you're drafting or when you picked him up off the waiver wires, he is filling that hole beautifully. It's, well, I mean, 
Yeah. That hole was okay. bigger than Rowdy Tellez, which we're talking wow. figuratively, <laughs> not literally. <laughs> then, then you're probably a little, you know, concerned. Who does Milwaukee have to take it to take a spot? To take his place? Nobody. But they can move him down the lineup, which they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rowdy Tellez just uh, just in a no man's land. Would you rather have Harold Ramirez or Rowdy Tellez? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like the definition of a lateral move. Um, you want to, yeah. It's do you want to have someone that's twenty percent better but plays twenty percent fewer games? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I would rather, I would always rather have the guy who's playing every day. So I do because because you know what to do with him, especially in a daily league, you know what to do with him. Um, so in that sense, I would rather have Tellas just because I know he's he's going to get thrown out there. Do we have is there an is there a bet that we want to make for him? Well, this two forty six average feels high to me, but I don't think he's two nineteen bad. Um, if I said he was going to hit two thirty five, are you definitely over? His three year average is two thirty three. I would take the over on two thirty three. Okay, I'll take the I'll take the under on two thirty three. But it, it was sort of telling where you said two thirty five and my. My butthole did sort of clench up a little bit. Like, ooh, I don't know if I want to take that. Those, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> that's, that's a little too rich, Michael. All right. I mean, he's got a quarter of the season in the in the bag at 246. So, In some ways, this is like a very logical progression of a career. Um, sure. He went from 106 games, 153 games. He went from 242 average to 219 average. This year, we're going to see some him claw back some of that average. I think one one of the things that I don't love about looking at his metrics is that his max exit velocity is somewhat down this year. Like so he's not he's not clobbering the ball in the same way that he did last year. Uh-huh. I, I mean I I don't know that that's end of the world, but it's kind of like all of his percentiles have dulled a little bit. He is 28. He's not the fittest dude around. I mean, I don't I, I guess I, I don't see I definitely don't see him getting better. I No. My gut feeling is that twenty twenty two is his high water mark. Oh I But maybe this year will be the same. I think this year will be so similar to it okay. it will be arguable which one's better. But I think that one could make a case. Alright, end of the season we'll argue about whether twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three Rowdy Tellus was better. Wow, we'll be grasping at straws. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, there's one whole pot. One whole December pot on Rowdy Tellez. Let's do it. Deep dive, Rowdy Tellez. Who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Ty France. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.